that gray area. I'm Erin. And I'm Vanessa. We're lifelong friends entering that certain time of life that can be a bit of a gray area, somewhere between our beautiful and confused youth and wrinkled wisdom. We'll be taking a look at what being a woman and aging looks like right now. So join us in That Gray Area. Welcome to this episode of That Gray Area, Erin. Hi, Vanessa. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. I'm excited to talk about what we're talking about today. And what we're talking about today, Erin, is male gaze. We're going to talk about what it means. We're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about how it affects us. Yeah. But we should probably explain to the folks at home who don't know what the term male gaze Absolutely. is, what male gaze means. We should. Would you like to do that? Uh, I'll start and you can finish. Okay. Uh, it is a term coined in 1975 by a woman who we'll get into shortly, but it talks about the idea that women's bodies are depicted in a depersonalized way um, in advertising, in media, in print, in the world. And it's essentially men looking at women purely as sex objects, and this being acceptable and tolerated by society. Even men and women tolerate it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, We'll read the actual definition from Laura Mulvey, uh, who coined the term. Um, But before we launch into it, I think it's also really important for us to say that both Vanessa and I, as we were talking about this episode, realized I pulled some images off the web of advertising that depicts male gaze. And basically, it's the objectification of women. And some of these images were rather titillating. I won't lie. Like, I was like, I find that sexy. Yes. What does that mean? And Erin and I go back and forth about this all the time, but I believe a lot of the things that women complain about in society – we are both conditioned to and yet also genetically in tuned to. Like Indeed. Sex sells for a reason. You know, we've all heard that phrase for years and years in advertising that sex sells. And it's because it gets everyone's attention. So when is it okay to get everyone's attention? And when is it objectifying a woman and demeaning her value? Exactly. So we also realized that it probably will launch a whole nother episode about basically <laughs> As we do. it's like a nature versus nurture. Like what's what's hardwired in our DNA and what are we conditioned to do? Um, and I we will talk about later uh, talk about it later in the episode as far as where do we cross the line from sexual admiration to sexual objectification? Yes. And I think sexual admiration. I mean. It's great. Bodies are beautiful. We love sex. We love bodies. We love naked. We love men. We love women. Like, we love it all. Yes. Ain't nothing wrong with any of it. Unless someone's getting hurt by it. Yes. And and it does hurt people. It does. It It hurts our sex as a whole, I believe. And what's incredible to me as we launch into our, I don't even know what episode number this is. It could be 14. episode 12 or episode one of season two or episode three. I don't know. A lot. We've done <laughs> a lot. So we've literally sat here now for 10 hours or more talking about these subjects. And what is so great for me is how much it has woken me up to the fact that I have lived nearly all of my life as an adult woman, kind of not questioning any of this. Exactly. I'm not out here to be a, a sexual communist. We are not... Uh, what's the term from Little Rascals? They had the He-Man Woman Haters Club. We're not that. We're not the She-Woman Man Haters Club. And we I, love all of that. 
and I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't want to be a sexual communist where everybody has to be equal on all things. I love men being men. Oh, me too. And women being women. Give me a good masculine man and a vulnerable female scenario. I will role play that shit in bed all day. <laughs> I'm into it. But I do think you can't empower yourself or change what makes you feel bad about yourself unless you just start really examining things. That's all. That's, we're just examining this right along with you. We're a very fun, easy way to dip your toe into women's studies, I suppose, I on some level. It. On some level. Yeah. Um. Okay, so do you want to read what the term male gaze means as far as yes. Miss Mulvey? Yes, I do. Male gaze is a term established by feminist film theorist Laura Mulvey in her groundbreaking essay, Visual Pleasures and Narrative Cinema, which was published back in 1975. I was four years old. We were just wee little babies. Little babies. In it, she states, in a world ordered by sexual imbalance, pleasure in looking has been split between active male and passive female. The determining male gaze projects its fantasy onto the female figure, which is styled accordingly. She goes on to say that in their traditional exhibitionist role, women are simultaneously looked at and displayed with their appearance coded for strong visual and erotic impact. So they can be said to connote to be looked atness. Looked atness. Like that's a thing, right? In other words, a woman's worth, meaning or value. And I circled this. This was so big. A woman's worth, meaning, or value is calculated by how the male views her. Her presence is there purely for the male viewer, and she herself, as a person, holds no other inherent value. So without his gaze, we have no worth. Right. If a man does not find us visually appealing to his taste, we are worthless. That sort of brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. Because the more I think about this kind of stuff, the more I realize I have suffered in my life because of that kind of messaging. And I and I and not suffered at the hands of men, suffered at our own thoughts. And and, and suffered yeah. without even knowing I was suffering. Right. There was many, no yeah. there was no revelation like, oh, this is why I feel bad about my body. This is why I feel like I'm too fat or not this or not that. And put you put in the adjective. Right. Um I mean how many times have you beat yourself up in a mirror halfway through the day and been like, ugh who are you uh, to? Who out yes. there is judging you? The invisible collective male consciousness? Is that who we're being judged by? I'm asking. Like, I don't even know. I I would say this is another big word that's come into my, my vocabulary since doing that gray area is representation. Mm -hmm. And sadly, what we have seen, women of our age, which is why we decided to do this podcast, women and, – and sidebar from that is that – we're so excited that there's so many women, body positive, yes. female empowerment, accept me as I am, question all this bullshit movement for women in their 20s and 30s. Yes. But the 40s and 50s of us. We don't have that. And <laughs> and we need it. Let's be real. There's still. We had Gloria Steinem and she was old to us by then. And 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 it wasn't at our fingertips. It, you had to you had to seek it out. You had to take a woman studies class or yes. know somebody. Or have that one woman mentor in your life who you admired, who could educate you on all this. And not all of us were lucky enough to have that. Now you can have, you know, a really amazing handful. And I, I hesitate to use the word woke because it just sounds kind of horny. But yeah. you have these 
awakened younger women who lead this movement. And now easily, as you're scrolling through your feed at 20 or 30, you have access to that. Right. We didn't have access, even if it is... And you can curate the messages you look for. Yeah. Where do we see male gaze the most? I think this is probably interesting. (laughs) Movies, TV, video games, comics, which is something I didn't really know, but my... Both my um, my kid and my stepdaughter both were like, oh, yeah, comics and videos. For sure. Video games is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, target audience for video games is boys. But so sad. And they said one thing that my uh, my kid Skylar showed me was like, mom, there's a pose that's very, very known in comic book and in gaming is the very awkward pose where a woman's butt and her boobs are are prominently featured. In the same frame. And there's a really funny Marvel meme about that, where they took all of the characters from the Avengers, the guy characters from the Avengers, and put them in the same pose that <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's character was in, and how yeah. stupid they all look. It's stupid. And these are supposed to be powerful, Yeah, It's literally like, your waist spins women. unnaturally. Your ass is toward the camera, and your waist spins around so far that you can also examine the glorious rack, which no woman ever does. I mean, you might if you're really trying to please somebody. If you're a yogi. But not if you're trying to fight <laughs> space invaders. Something <laughs> something like that. Dumb. And it's so funny, though, just to sidebar on this whole young male thing is I okay, for those of you who are not aware, I had a brief stint for a couple years as a reactor for the React channel on oh, FBE, right. which is a YouTube show and channel that had lots of videos with content from parents, college kids. It was called Adults React, Kids React, Teens React, Elders React, etc. And I was one of the parent slash adult reactors. And what this gave me was a following of young people that I never would have had via any other channel. And what I noticed is the young men that are, that are this video gaming age would still comment on my appearance in a way that nobody else my age would. Right? You know, like they still like and, I would and you're get old comments to be like your mother. Exactly. I would get comments like, "Wow, even though you could be my mom, you're still hot." As if I and it's said in a way that almost was like, you must feel bad about being old sometimes. So I'm going to tell you that for being old, you look pretty good. As if I'm sitting around in my living room like, gosh, I wish I still looked like I did when I was 25. And here comes along little 17-year-old Charlie from the UK to let me know, P.S., you still kind of give me a boner sometimes. Like, that's exactly because what this, that's what's happening. That's why you're important is if you give Charlie from the UK a boner. So... Okay, so so fucked up. Mo- so this was a side note I wrote. It says most advertising features women much younger than us mm-hmm. and our audience. Although we do have a pretty diverse audience, but research shows that negative messaging does not dissipate as we age. I mean, this it's that's true. exactly what you're just saying. It yep. stays with us, and there's not a lot of people talking about this problem in menopausal women. Most of the research and literature out there is focused on women 35 and younger. That's really crazy because we have all the money and the buying power. Exactly. You know, there's there's a whole book, like an advertising Bible, and I forget the title of it, forgive me, but it essentially has broken down that women are 80% of a bu- uh, family's buying power. Yeah. Women hold the purse strings to 80% of what a family spends. And when you think of it that way, why does sexual marketing work? It works because we are clearly also affected by it. Because we're conditioned to go, <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I want to so look have, like that. I wish I still looked like that. Yes. I'm or or that's sexy. Or it turns me on. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I I know some hot younger women. 
Yes. All right. So many see advertising as I liked this. I thought this was interesting that advertising is a mirror of who we are as people, as families, as women, mothers, wives, employees, everything. And at its best, advertising will show us in our best light, which I love that. I mean, how many times you've seen, you know, the telephone commercials or, you know, I have to say Apple does a lot of really beautiful, they like do. human kindness, like the, the milk of human kindness connection commercials. So or advertising in general. So I love the idea that advertising can really send a positive message, but it can also just infiltrate your brain in a way that you don't even really know. It's true. And and when you talk about the fact that women of the family generally hold 80% of the spending power, it's so nice to see that shift. Because inherently, that's who we are as a gender, you know, whether you identify as female or born female. One of the traits that most people would attribute to a woman is kindness. Empathy. Exactly. A familial quality. You want to take care of your family. You want to take care of the people around you. And that's what people should be appealing to. Mm -hmm. But why at the same time do I get turned on at a titillating fashion ad? Well, we'll discuss it more. <laughs> okay, so here's some. It says advertising that features or is targeted towards women often does something that other forms of advertising do not do. It tells us the following, and we can just we'll go through and we'll see if it sparks a conversation. Women are meant to be sexy and beautiful in an idealized way. It's true. Pretty much anybody that we grew up on is thinking we're beautiful are traditionally externally beautiful. But when you think about women who have sustained their beauty throughout their life, you think about the women who are beautiful on the inside. But how do you convey that in a print ad? You can't. And you can't and capture you, that. And do you mean do you mean women in the media or women in our lives? Both. Jackie Onassis. You know, uh, she Diane von Furstenberg. Her too. You know, like these women are seen as long-term beauties. Katherine Hepburn, Helen Mirren, Judy Dench. You know, you they are who they are. Their beauty often comes from their confidence in attitude and self. And if you can't capture that in a still image, you can't express that that's valuable to the masses. That leaves me feeling conflicted. I feel like they are externally beautiful, but we're talking about male gaze. Right, but you could pick these women apart. But uh, how do you condition men who are growing up on these images, because it's imagery, to see and value what's inside a woman but but i think that when you can't when you can't gaze at it in media or in video games or in they don't have an alternative i guess what i'm saying but we i guess for me is like you see a lot of older men in print ads and we always have that's true you know so you'll see the the most interesting man on the fucking world. oh my god right i don't know so i guess it's it's going back to what we talked about in um double standards i guess is Nature, nurture, conditioning versus DNA. I don't know. Okay. Um, To achieve that ideal beauty, we better spend a lot of time and money on it. Oh, and that's... And I know you feel very strongly about that. I do. Advertising is... Number one, it appeals to me. I love the science behind advertising. I love the goal of trying to figure out what could make someone buy your product. It's a challenge. It it's is. exciting. But isn't but it? But at what cost? Yeah. Sadly, it comes at, you know, yes, like at what talking cost? about, again, in double standards, about when they invented the female razor, Ugh. they just started telling women, like, you're, it's unsightly. Your it's body ugly. hair is, yeah, unappealing. It's objectionable. Objectionable body hair. Fuck you, King Gillette, you yeah. son of a bitch. You okay. brilliant genius. <laughs> you preyed yeah. upon our weaknesses and you won. Seriously. Yeah. 
This beauty is unattainable in the real world because women are we see are flawless, literally no lines, no wrinkles, no cellulite, no hair out of place, no scars, blemishes. She is actually smooth beyond normalcy. Right. She's like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> and we are meant to think we can achieve that if we buy oil of Olay. Or yeah. Or that we if we don't look like that, we're not worthy. Yeah. Even if you don't think you could achieve it. After going through this, we the question keeps coming up. When is it okay for advertising to be sexual and gazed upon by the male or even the female? And when is it not okay? All right. So I think that there's a line between ads like Burger King trying to get you to eat a steak sandwich by making it look like a cock that's going down a woman's throat Mm -hmm. versus maybe an ad for perfume or lingerie or... A beautiful dress or jewelry, something that is a product that is essentially designed to look beautiful on a man or a woman. I think it's totally acceptable to have a sexy ad. But for food? One of the biggest things they talk about is in a lot of these ads is when you are objectifying a woman, you are literally, you don't give, you don't care about anything else than what she could do for you sexually. Right. So one of the ways they do it is they dismember women. So Oh, we, yeah, that Tom right? Ford ad, right? Where it's just literally a woman's crotch, spread eagle yeah. with a purse in front of it or a wallet There's in front of it. That one. Or, yeah, or you guys, if, you're, if you one. were in the 80s, then you remember the Budweiser ads with the beach towel and the bikini girls all laying in their bathing suits together spelled Budweiser. It's like, here's, here's some girls in bikinis drink our beer like and, it doesn't make any fucking and they've sense. literally become the beach blanket right it's, right yeah like you it's so strange to me right which is inviting you to lay down with them which is implying sex yeah or to sell beer this one's from the 70s <laughs> sorry we're shuffling through papers sorry. here excuse us uh keep her this is obviously this is old keep yeah. her where she belongs <laughs> And oh tell them what the picture God. looks like. Okay. One of them is a woman who's all you can see is her head and the rest of her is a is a tiger skin rug. Right. It's nice to have around the house. And he is stepping on her head. And this is something that our our moms came up on. Yeah. This is probably from the sixties. But this one looks like eighties or nineties. And yeah. basically what we're seeing in this one yeah. is that the woman's essentially turned into like a, a closet. She's totally nude. A luggage rack. She has rack. a purse hanging over her. She has shoes stacked on her. She's got a watch draped over her. It's like you got in at the end of the day, took your belt off, set your shit down, took your shoes off and kept walking. And she's just the nude person holding on to all of your belongings. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay, now here's some. This is one I find. Titillating? Uh, I find it egregious and fucked up and titillating. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Tell us what it is. It's an American apparel ad. Oh, God, they're the worst. She's in a uh, a one-piece bathing suit. She's beautiful. She looks, I don't know, she's ethnic-looking, like Hispanic perhaps, Middle Eastern perhaps, big, beautiful black hair. And it says, now open. And she is literally staring at the camera with her legs spread. Yeah, it's a total crotch shot. Massive crotch shot. Now, if I pose like that for my husband, he'd be like, hello, sexy lady. Yeah. So in a way, now this to me confuses me a little because she doesn't look objectified. She looks empowered in her pose. There's not a man in the picture, first of all. Right. She is staring directly at the camera. I do still think she looks objectified. I, I disagree. I I'm guess I'm sort of playing devil's advocate. I think it's a terrible ad. 
It it's, makes it's me awful. angry. It's well, awful. especially because it says now open. Yeah. It's a double <laughs> entendre, as in my legs are now open for you, male who runs things. And let's be honest. Ain't no men shop at American Apparel. No, this is women this shop is, at American this is Apparel. This to women, but a man probably made this ad. Exactly. Okay, this is one I think to me, this is, the this to me is the definition of... Oh, yeah. Okay, so explain it, because you're okay. good at explaining it. So it's it's an ad for suit supply. It's a men's suit ad. And he's wearing a suit like you would see NFL Sunday guys wear. You know, when you've got these former football players and they wear these really nice suits that have lots of color, colors and prints and patterns and they're tailored really well. And he has in front of him a woman sitting on steps. And even though you said that, he has in front of him a woman. Yeah. Because I she, find him the object of the ad. Do you find her the object? Of no, the ad? he is the object of the ad. She hasn't. She is. She's an object. She is. She has nothing to do with purchasing suits. Let's just be clear. He could stand here in this suit, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's a nice suit." But would you even notice it if there were not in front of him a woman reclined, leaning back in a short blue mini dress with very high strappy sandaly boot thingies on? She is bare-legged up into her little white panties, which you can see because he stands in front of her, lifting her skirt up and staring at her crotch now, while she, she allows it. And they're where outside. Where is she looking, though? She is not looking at him. She is looking up and away as if she is just in sexual rapture over the mere idea of him gazing at her panties. But she's not looking at us as the viewer. She's nope. not looking at him. She's not engaged. She could be a mannequin, right? She absolutely could she's be a mannequin. She's just a mannequin. And it's literally just him with one hand in his pocket. Like he's casual and he doesn't care about it. And he just like haphazardly happens to lift up her skirt to stare at her. And she is in this, oh, my God, he's finally paying attention to me. He's touching me. I am so here for this pose. Yeah. And it's so fucked up. It is so fucked up because, I mean, that's the thing is like. That pose among two people who are consenting like in a sexual situation in real life and she's there and, and she's invited him into her world and she wants him to lift up her skirt. But like when it's put in a still frame like that and she merely becomes nothing but an object for his attention, it's it's objectifying. It's, it's gross. It is. And what we'll do is we'll put an Instagram post up and we'll put all these images on there we so should, that if you'd yeah, like to, you sure. can refer back to the ones we're talking about and you can see what we mean. Yeah. But it's, it, it's interesting. What What kills me about that pose is his hand in his pocket. Right? That's what kills me about that pose. That's what says, I don't give two fucks about what's happening here, but I'll look at it if you're offering. You could look at it under the hood of a car yeah. in the same way. Exactly. Makes you see if a sandwich has lettuce on it. Yeah. That's exactly the expression <laughs> he has on his face. It's so bad. Okay. So, so bad. cut to, how does it affect us? Oh, yeah. Well, one, these kind of ads give men permission to comment on converse about or scrutinize women's bodies i gotta say my boyfriend does that happens all oh my husband too yeah like we'll be walking on a walk and if there's a woman out there built like a brick shit house he'll be like whoa he's guilty of it i'm guilty of it i can see what he means when he says the comments the way it's affected my life is that it's usually weight related and not my current situation but i've had boyfriends in the past where a woman will be out somewhere and the woman will be heavy and he'll make a snide remark, not to the person, usually to me. But that's hurtful to it's you. It's so hurtful to me yeah. because I have struggled with my weight for a, many portions of my life. And you don't know how wonderful that woman is. You don't know that 
She's a great person. She's kind. She's smart. She just left a Weight Watchers meeting and lost a hundred pounds. Yeah, you don't. You fucking don't know. Or she finally gained weight after being anorexic for so so long. Exactly. And P.S. What on earth makes a man feel like that woman gives two fucks about his opinion? Because they think that. Because they're conditioned. Because of advertising like this, like your gaze and what you look upon is more important than me as a person, what I think, what I feel, what my moral compass is, how kind I am, how smart I am, how anything I am. Why the fuck do we care more about what you think of us than we think of ourselves? And that's what it boils down to. That's a really good question. And do you think it's... Not an exaggeration then to say on some level, it also brings up issues about respect and consent. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. If you, if this guy's walking down the street in his suit with his hand in his pocket and some random woman is on the steps with her legs open and he's peeking up the skirts, that just tells every guy, hey, you see a woman outside, wouldn't it be nice to peek up her skirt? And it's not, you know, it's So not then the, the idea is planted. The, yeah. seed, the seed is planted at that point and, again, reinforced over and over and over and over again. Exactly. That women are – She should look how you want her to look. Yeah. Oh, what's that one thing I read? I don't know if my eyes are so bad right now that – can you read that? Yeah. Because my eyes are too bad. <laughs> I got my laser eyes a couple of years ago. So it's a comic. It's a guy speaking to a woman. Hey, lady, you'd be prettier if you smiled. Come on. Hey, I'm just giving you a compliment. Don't be so offended. You know, as a female, you're here to improve my visual field. When you don't smile, it decreases my enjoyment. Sheesh, people these days. And I think that that's obviously It's an over-exaggeration, but it's fucking true. A million times you're walking down the sidewalk and some guy, smile. Oh, come on. Why don't you smile? Like, And what that says is, sure, you could be like, what's the big deal? But what that says is... I don't really care that your dad just died or you just lost your job or your dog ran away or your boyfriend dumped you. Or you're or, just not in a smiley mood. Or you're just not in a smiley mood. Whatever. Yeah. You're thinking some deep fucking yeah. thoughts. It's it's performed for me, monkey. Yes. And you feel entitled to say that. Yeah. You feel entitled to garner control over my actions. Then you don't even know me. At all. Because you in your mind feel superior to Or me. the guy who, you know, catcalling on the street. Oh. Now, look, here's my I, – oh, I know. We, we, we think the same cat, on this. We got catcalled <laughs> in our 20s and 30s, many – mostly in our 20s, catcalled all the time. Yeah. And I won't lie. I miss it sometimes. I, I was just going to say. But – You're sad when it goes away, but you're also annoyed when it happens. There's one – I think we were in the car together <laughs> and we were – it doesn't matter where we were – but we pulled up next to this guy in a car and he looked over and he looked at us and he smiled and he just went, wow. And that to me was like amazing. The best compliment ever. Because it wasn't like, hey, show me your tits or, oh, no. it wasn't gross. Your appearance garnered a visceral visceral reaction in me that I appreciate and yes. I want you to know it. And it was respectful. Without any expectation. Act, exactly. Without you needing to respond at all. It was just like, wow. It was appreciation. It was really nice. That that lifted me up. There was no – didn't make me shut down or say fuck you or any of that. It was just like, oh, well, thank you. How yeah. kind, you know? Yeah. And that I don't have a problem with. Yeah. Because we've all been – We've all, all had the gross guy who yeah. makes comments like nice tits or, or – Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, so gross. Like what do you really think is going to happen with that fella? Yeah. Do you think I'm just going to be like, oh, you're interested in me. Let me bear my breasts to you here in public. Can I give you my number and I'll take you home? Right. So I think that does come from this notion of representation in media 
And TV and movies and everything. You are here for my enjoyment for no other reason. It's banana pants. It is banana Um, pants. So the money thing always gets you. (laughs) So when we try through time and money to achieve a perfect beauty, a perfect body, perfect sexuality, and we fail, it fills so many women with a sense of shame, depression, or feeling worthless. And I think that there's a massive scale. Some people may feel it just the tiny little niggling amount that doesn't really affect their lives. And there's some women who are completely, you know, just paralyzed by it. Yes. The women who are spending thousands on beauty products and treatments and injections and fillers and creams and lotions and potions. Exactly. It ain't for them. Maybe some of it is. We all do things for ourselves just to make ourselves feel better. But I think it is. I think you, I think that you don't, most women probably don't go into it thinking I'm doing it for some man in my life. They do it for themselves. And that's absolutely 100% fine. No problem. I absolutely. don't have a problem with plastic surgery or Botox. Yeah, I've had, I've had it. I like plastic surgery. And I, but <laughs> I guess the thing is, it's like, like I say, there's a gray area and there's a million shades of gray within yes. that. Male gaze is responsible for a lot of decisions I have made in my beauty world. Like what? Male gaze. Male gaze was the first reason I ever shaved, shaved my legs. I was in seventh grade and I was standing in line at nutrition and some little punk son of a bitch 11 year old was like, look at her hairy legs. And I was like, fuck. And I went home and shaved them. Instead of saying, fuck you, look at your hairy legs, you little twat. Let's yeah. Look, look how big is your wiener, you little Yeah, look stick. at your zit face and your mouth breathing, you know, like I could have, you know, but I, I didn't. Really I took, on, I took it on. No, I took it on as that self-shame because mm-hmm. I'd grown up with those images of women, even in my first 11 years on this planet. I knew what women were expected to look like because of the representation I saw in my household of what women on the walls and women on the toilet and looked like. What I was going to say, what's really interesting is that there's not the equivalent of male gaze. And there really isn't. But there is a thing called, oh, where was it? Hunkvertizing? Hunkvertizing. But it's not the same, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> so there's a trend that seems to be a response or a different take on male gaze and advertising. Hunkvertizing. Old Spice Guy. So he's riding around on the – he's topless on the horse. Yeah. And Was it's, he topless? He, I'm pretty sure – not topless, shirtless. Huh. I'm pretty sure he's shirtless. That. Maybe he's not. The idea of making a man the object of a woman's sexual desire. But Which, the difference – Of course, there that is a thing. I mean – The difference was when you look at these ads, Chris the Helmsworth. men are a part of the joke, number one, or they are still in command. In that, they're still strong. They're not They passive. hold the power in the image. Yeah, they're not passive. They're not in the background. And they do not look victimized in any way. When does imagery cross the line from appreciation to objectification? So because I don't think necessarily, I mean, I, sorry, kids, turn down the volume. I enjoy being dominated totally. in the bedroom. I also enjoy sometimes dominating. I, See, I don't. Really? I know. You I always want to be the flower? Pretty much. Oh, my. I am so surprised by this because my man. That sounds like a lot of judgment in your no, tone I'm there. No, just, I'm just shocked because you're because so Because dominant sexual. women in the real world tend to like to be dominated in their sexual world. And same is true of men. Like the guys who are going to the dominatrixes to get their ass spanked are the guys who run Fortune 500 companies. They're, they want the opposite of their real-life experience. I don't know if that's true because you have a very dominant and and very powerful man in your life right now, and it sounds like he still wants to dominate you in the bedroom, and you are happy to let him. Oh, totally. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. 
a simple answer to what's the difference between appreciation and objectification. When someone starts seeing a woman as nothing more than something that is there solely for their sexual gratification, or once she's nothing more than the sum of her body parts, that's when admiration ends and objectification begins. I would agree wholeheartedly. If in your relationship, sometimes you just want to be objectified, like you just want to be a hot fucking sexy piece of ass. Mm -hmm. Fine. When you get out the lingerie and the stilettos and... And the whip and the chains or whatever you want to fucking do. Right. But in the context of your relationship, you are also loved and admired for your brain, for your heart, for your kind, for all those When things. all of those things are in the relationship. And oh, see, I think you've just really touched on it. Because when you're a voyeur, when you are just objectifying a woman via a visual image, you lack the ability to exchange thought, exchange idea, mm-hmm. exchange emotion, exchange like... I know what a great mom and a wife you are. I know what a hard worker you are. I also want to bend you over my knee and spank your ass. Exactly. Then it's okay because you are given love and appreciation in many other ways, including whatever's happening in the bedroom. So I see you for the whole. Right. Right now I'm just appreciating that one side of you. And So the visual medium eliminates the rest of that possibility. and, and, And then men can take that into their lives. And that's all they want. Right. Like, you know, there's a lot of examples of, like, guys who just want, um, you know. Oh, God. Uh, a bimbo on their arm. They Go on want... Tinder for a month. You'll and, see. And, and I think that's really sad. I mean, I feel bad for those guys because I feel like. Because they really, lack the depth of what a real relationship really could bring They're really missing them. out. Yeah, and, absolutely. And then that also tells the women the story of, well, that's what your worth is. Yeah. Your prettiness, your vagina, And that's why, sex. especially Western women, feel so bad about themselves when they age. Because all of a sudden their youthful value is gone. That beauty that you see in those ads is false and one (gasps) slice of a very gigantic pie. And that's what the beauty of representation that we're seeing so much more now is so great. And I really, I really have noticed since I'm looking around and since I am actively seeking out different forms of representation that I can look at, that I can digest, I really have. It's small, but it's there. It's like a kernel of something Mm -hmm. where I can go, oh, well, maybe my – whatever it is. Maybe my my stretch marks are – My insecurity is I'm like, that's actually what real women look like, and they're really beautiful. And they look all different ways. They look skinny. They do. You're seeing women and ads now full of freckles. You never would have seen that when we were growing up. I guess when I first started thinking about these things, I was thinking, am I being like, that's dumb. Does it really matter? Does it really affect people? Does it really change how people think about themselves or how men view women or women view themselves? And I'm realizing it does. It absolutely does. And I didn't realize it affected me until I just started looking around and kind of questioning. The more we talk about it and the more other people talk about it and take pictures of women of all ages, of all races, of all sizes, that that standard of beauty that we were talking about before – we just become conditioned to go, oh, that's pretty too. Yes. I like yes. that. I like a skinny butt. I'm an ass man, meaning I like very small butts. <laughs> I'm an ass man, meaning, meaning I, like I like very big butts. big butts. I am, you know, whatever that yes. means is that, that, that the standard of beauty becomes a rainbow. Yes. And not some And let's and be honest. The, when you break down beauty and when you break down someone that you feel is so beautiful – it's never about their physical person completely. I mean, it's, it, it's about the light that shines inside them. It can them. be. It, it, 
But it's the package. Exactly. It's I, mean, I just mean, I mean in real life. So why do we take imagery on a piece of paper and equate that to what we see in the world when we see so much more of people in the world? I think that advertising hasn't always been and always has been, how do I get you to look at my page? What can I shock you with that will make you look at this ad and remember this suit brand? And how do you do that when you're turning a page or scrolling as fast as possible? It's got to be something that shocks you. When I think you. of suits, I think of vaginas. Absolutely. <laughs> when I think of suits, I think of someone peeking at my panties. But what? But what is it that's going to make you stop and stare? It's really not how sex affects the product. It's really what's going to make me look at this versus 40 other thousand things that I'm scrolling sure. through in my endless feed. I think, though, I think like with anything that can change, as the collective consciousness of our culture changes, what will make us stop and appreciate and want to buy somebody's product that like ads like, okay, the one you were talking about at the beginning where the woman has a, a sub sandwich going into her mouth and yeah. it says what, I don't even remember what the ad, what the line is 10 years ago, that would have been funny. People would have liked it. It would have made people stop. Now I think people would be just pissed. Yeah. It's, After it's post egreg- me too movement, you really have to be careful. It's egregious. It is. Um, and it's just demoralizing. It's just it's basically it's a saw. So- she just wants a cock in her mouth. Yeah, because all women run around wanting cocks in their mouth. <laughs> Don't you know? I have so many things to say about that. So I do think that like anything else, like we were saying, beauty standards. I think that changes. Advertising standards should and, change, and yeah, and it and they will, and it is because we, you know. It definitely is. It's changing for younger women for sure. It's just that it's just our age and older that needs to get on board. And those men and women out there in those advertising companies, like, they just need, like, hello. Come on. Get with the fucking program. Yeah. But it's crazy. So, you know, I guess if you're out there and you're looking at something, I don't know. What would you say, Vanessa? What would be your parting words? What can, well, what I said was, like, what can we do about it is just this. You got to notice it. You got to talk about it. Yeah, just like anything, you got to expose it to the light, and yeah. so it'll wither and die. That's a good way to put it. You know, you, it's the witch, and you got to throw water on it. Like, <laughs> it, and so often, like so many topics that you and I are discussing, and and that are going around in the world right now, it, sometimes merely exposure is all it needs to start a movement. Until we started talking about this stuff, I didn't realize any of this male gaze bullshit could have ever made me feel bad about myself. I wouldn't even have thought about it. Right? It never would have occurred to us. And but so it's that's a thing. it. So just that's that's our movement is, yeah. you know, like a little grassroots root movement just of women. Just be aware of where the ideas and the images and the repeat messages you say to yourself. Just be aware where they come from. Indeed. And if you're okay with it, great. More power to you. It's, yeah, but it's if not you're a, not, it's real easy to flip the switch. What would you say to your best friend? Yeah. And then say that to yourself. I mean, I think you're beautiful. I think you're beautiful. I really do. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, like for real, for real. I know. And that's like, I could cry. I, I know. I want to see myself through your eyes. I, oh my God. I wish, I would have wished that for you a thousand times. I wish you could see the way I see you. <laughs> I like, crazy. God, I wish you could look at you how I look at you. And, you know, and that's only in our low points when we're picking each other apart that we feel like we have to say these things to each other, you know, because I just assume you go around knowing how beautiful you are. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. <laughs> but because you are so loving and so giving and so caring and so kind and so pretty, like, like it's your whole package. If you were mean, I might think you weren't that attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty eyes 
and pretty lips and good ass be damned. You're mean, you're ugly. You dick. But it does. It has so much to do with the whole self, right? Yeah. So it's just the if you're if you're walking around feeling bad about yourself or you know a woman who is and just like help her help her question. Yes. Or help yourself. Yes. That's it. We just have to lift each other up. Because we are all still battling this kind of imagery. Yes. And it'll change. Right. But but that's our armor against it, right? Is lifting each other up. Fuck yeah. For shiz. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's enough. <laughs> we can be done now. <laughs> we can talk all night. Bye, all Bye.